Welcome to The Real Deal with Rhonda, a real estate podcast where we are committed to providing you with real insight into the Atlanta real estate market by sharing timely and relevant information that will equip you to be a better buyer and seller. This week on the show, Gene and Rhonda talk about what a seller's market actually is and what's behind this unprecedented market. This is The Real Deal with Rhonda. Welcome to The Real Deal with Rhonda. And today our guest is Rhonda. <laughs> Welcome, Rhonda. <laughs> Thank you. It's so good to be here as a guest on my own show. Absolutely. Uh, well, today we want to talk about something that we have been touching on in past episodes, but it is about this unprecedented seller's market. And we've we've been talking about this, just how crazy this market is, how much it is favoring the seller. But a lot of our listeners are wondering, what is driving the seller's market? Yes. And that's such a great question because, you know, like you said, I think everybody by now has heard that we're in this strong seller's market, right. one that we've never seen before, really. And, um, you know, some are saying, oh, since 2006. Honestly, I don't think there's ever been a seller's market quite like this one. Um, unique circumstances mm-hmm. have have come together to create a market that none of us have ever seen before. And so there are a number of factors that are driving this market. And I think it's important to understand those, um, both from a buyer's perspective and a seller's perspective to understand how we got here, where are we now and where we're headed. And so um, I think before we dive in and talk specifically about what has created what's driving this unprecedented seller's market is how do you really define a seller's market? Right. In the real estate industry, we talk about, you know, a seller's market, a buyer's market, and a neutral market. And a seller's market is basically a market in which demand um, for homes exceeds the supply. Right. So there's more buyers than there are sellers. Mm -hmm. Over six months supply would be considered a buyer's market, meaning, you know, if we were to take a look at the number of homes on the market at a given time, if no new homes came to market it in the with the current pace of sales and buyers in the market it would take over six months to absorb that inventory so so that's a buyer's market a neutral market would be three to six months supply and that's a normal you know historical standard market now of course it varies by price range Mm -hmm. in certainly areas of town but generally a neutral market is defined by three to six months supply a seller's market is one in which there's a less than three-month supply of inventory. Okay. Again, meaning if we were to look at the current pace of sales, the amount of homes currently on the market, how long would it take to absorb that inventory if nothing else came on the market? And right, and that would be um, less than three months. Here's where we are in Metro <laughs> Atlanta. In Metro Atlanta and most submarkets, because we are such a large area, right. there are, you know, you, ha- you do have to look at the, the micro markets. But in most all of them, we have less than a one month supply, less than a 30 day supply of homes. Oh, my gosh. Across price, po- price points, across areas. And so that's significant. I've wow. never seen that in all of my years of selling real estate in Atlanta. So that's where we are. And so, yes, it is very much a very strong seller's market. Just anecdotally, I had a we had a house go on the market last week, um, listed it on a Tuesday afternoon, highest price ever listed in the neighborhood at six ninety five. Um, over the course of a few days, we had seventy five showings, and by Sunday we did a three hour open house on Saturday. People threw all day long, and by Sunday we had twenty five offers. Offers. 
25 offers. That is, yes. that's insane. It is insane. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. And so, you know, again, great for the sellers. Right. But when you think about, you know, those are, well, first of all, just the ratio of the number of people who saw the home. Right. To, um, you know, 75 groups saw it. In just a few days. In just a few days. And 25 of them decided that they would make an offer. So only one person can get that house. Right. So then you have 24 more who wow. would like a similar home. And mm-hmm. so I wish I had 24 more of those. <laughs> <laughs> Homes, right. So um, obviously sold significantly over asking price. Right. And, and we'll get into that more when we talk about our buyers and, and what to do. But um, the other thing, you know, in terms of what's driving the demand, when when we had the open house on Saturday, at the end of it, I thought, you know what? And, uh, you know, just having conversations, it's so fun to talk with people as they come through. Yeah. Over 60% of the prospective buyers who came through the home that day were from out of state. And we haven't seen that in a very long yeah. time. Um, Atlanta's always been a really strong relocation city, but a, a large percentage were from out of state. Um, and then another 15% or so were moving. This was um, a house in Alpharetta. Um, and another 15% of those were moving from in-town communities, um, Buckhead, Midtown, mm-hmm. um, moving out to the Burbs, which historically we haven't seen a lot of that either. So do, there's just a lot of movement and different reasons for it. So supply and demand and then, you know, a lot of out-of-state buyers. What do you think is bringing the out-of-state buyers to Atlanta right now? Like why such yeah. an influx? Yes, there's so many. Um uh, we are a tax favorable. So we have, you know, some of the people coming from New Jersey, you know, when they tell me the, right. what they're paying in property taxes. Um, so, you know, obviously our climate, our tax structure, um, a lot of people are moving from larger cities and all of the challenges that go along with that right. these days, um, looking for safer communities where there's not a lot of unrest and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So just all kinds of reasons. Another thing is, you know, people, um, you know, ever since COVID started, people started working from home. Right. And historically, companies were hesitant to, to allow that in their organization. Well, now they're realizing, gosh, you know, our team can work from home and be more productive. Right. It works. And they're happy. They have work-life balance. They're actually working more hours. Their output is better. And so, you know, we've had – I had one home on the market a couple of months ago where there was a couple coming from California um, in the Silicon Valley area. They both worked from home mm-hmm. and, you know, knew they weren't going back to the office didn't even tell their employer. <laughs> Bye. Just up and, you know, <laughs> bought the house sight unseen from wow. California, you know, purchased it over FaceTime and, you know, came here, paid cash, you know, because the prices. And they're like, gosh, you know, we can get this house here that's twice the size it right. would be in California. And they're just as happy My as can gosh. be. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we know that we know that some of the factors that you touched on are that we have a, a low inventory issue. And so because of the rules of you know, supply and demand. Um, this is benefiting the sellers. Now, it started out, you know, kind of due to COVID, but I know there are some other factors yes. that that have led to this. Can you touch on a few more of those? Sure, sure. When we talked about, you know, supply and demand due to COVID, you know, last spring market, just when people were about ready to put their houses on the market, they didn't. Um, right. And so uh, just not as many people are moving. Um, also, 
when everybody sat around their house for a year, they were looking around saying, hey, wait a minute. You know, not only do we need extra office space, right. we need more rooms because our kids are home, you know, doing online learning. And hey, maybe we'd love to have a home gym or right. maybe we really do want to have a terrace level or mm-hmm. make pools. Oh, my gosh. You know, every right. house, if you're debating on whether or not it's worth it to put in your pool, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yeah, yes. It seems like the criteria totally changed. Like what was totally fine before COVID hit, it just didn't. It rarely was functional for people when they had to start working from home. Yes, it's so true. And, you know, a, a couple of things. One, um, we were on a trend towards smaller homes for a while. You know, that, that trend has been going on for some time. People still wanted quality. Right. But they didn't need these big, huge McMansions with <laughs> formal living rooms and all of this space. Well, now... We're back towards larger homes, but it's interesting because it's new and unique space. It's, mm-hmm. you know, repurposing spaces. It's not quite the same as it used right. to be, but people are reimagining how they use these spaces. So a lot of it's been, it's you know, neat, though. yeah, sitting at home dreaming about, well, this isn't really working for us, you know, and it's really neat to see how home has become sort of the heart of the family again. You know, right. we we all were, and let's face it, continue to be on this treadmill of go, 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 go. Everybody's, you know, busy and have has all of these things going on, work and school and activities. And now people have kind of, you know, one of the blessings of COVID is people have had the opportunity to slow down and right. be at home more and be together as a family and say, well, it's kind of cool to be at home. Let's, yeah. let's make it a more... Um, fun, enjoyable place to be, and especially Absolutely. without traveling. You know, people haven't really traveled. And so right. you're sitting around your house going, well, we might as well have fun here. <laughs> right. Now I want the backyard and I want the right. pool and the finished and the fire basement. Pit yes. And all these things. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Um, so low inventory due to COVID, um, desires for new home space, lots of out of state buyers. Um, Another thing that's been interesting is golf course communities. So, right. you know, Atlanta's well known for all of our golf communities, particularly in the northern suburbs. You know, there's just, you know, one in every little right. submarket. And those, you know, historically have been larger homes. And so those were trending out of the market. And now they're back. That's um, wild. Yeah. So um, one neighborhood in particular where I work in Johns Creek, it was really on the decline. You know, homes were not really selling. Um, prices were declining. And now it's had in just a very short period of time, it's had a major upswing because people right. are like, hey, not only do we want more in our home, but we want more in our community. Right. We want to be able to hop on the golf cart and just, you know, go down to the playground or the tennis courts or the driving range and and just hang out at home, every, you know, resort yeah. style living right at home. So those those are having a resurgence again. Golf communities sense. are cool again. <laughs> cool. Um, so I, I know that there's been a lot of shift in like the interest rates and that people have found it a lot more appealing to you know, get into real estate because interest rates have dropped. How how does that factor in? Yeah. So that's a great question, Jean, because a lot of people talk about interest rate. Oh, you know, everybody's buying because rates are so low. Right. Rates have been low for a long time. You know, I mean, they've been dropping for a very long time. And every year we keep saying, oh, they'll never get lower. You know, I remember when they were 6%, we thought that was great. And then five and then four right. and then three. And then we saw the twos recently, which is just practically free money. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, but, you know, interest rates have some impact in terms of, especially for our move up buyers, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe our first time home buyers a few years ago are saying, well, gosh, we can 
We have a lot of client clients doing this right now. We can buy, you know, X dollar house, significantly right. more space, et cetera, and still have the same mortgage payment because rates are so low. Right. So they're rolling their equity from one house to the other. Um, so not a, a huge factor, but a little bit. I think more than anything, if if interest rates are at play right now, it's that factor, you know, our move up buyers, um, but also kind of a fear of loss of what you would miss out on if you didn't buy now, uh, especially right. for, um, you know, if you look at a, a million dollar home with 20% down, if rates even went up 2%, let's say, in the next year or so, that's an extra $1,000 a month, you know, from right. where rates are now to where they could be. So that's significant yeah. um, when you look at the family cash flow. Right. That's a yeah. big jump. Yes. Um, so fear of loss, too, you know, not, you know, missing out on on this great buying opportunity and rates. And um, it's a factor. But I think more than anything, what we're seeing is the lifestyle choices right. that yeah, people it makes are sense. making. Yeah. And then the final factor that I think is is really um, driving the market, it's kind of another layer on top of what's already happening is we have, I mean, you know, in our own client base, we have so many people who would like to take advantage of this market and get, you know, we're probably 15 percent up in value from this time last year right? Um, and more in some cases. But that's that's a pretty good average around town. Um, so everybody's going, well, gosh, you know, if I can get that much more, $100,000, $200,000 more, why wouldn't do I do now. it now? Right. But then they're looking at, uh, oh, where, <laughs> where do, do I go? go? Like, <laughs> right. You can live with Jean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has room for you. Come on. <laughs> Sleep in our office. <laughs> yep. Um, so clients who have second homes, you know, either a mountain cabin or a lake house or a beach right. house and are able to work from home and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, if people are in fortunate enough position to do that. Right. Uh, we're seeing them take advantage of the market. Um, we, we actually have had clients who have really good friends or family who are like, oh, come live in our basement until you find your next house, That's which is so great. nice. Um, so, you know, when you have that kind of flexibility, right. you're definitely in the position to take care, uh, take advantage of the market. But also, you know, we've talked about this and we'll talk about it more when we talk do our buyer episode is, you know, having a good realtor, a real estate professional who can help you dig up those properties. Because right. a lot of our buyer sales right now are with homes that didn't even hit the market or that we knew about prior to coming right. to the open market. And so having somebody that can that knows how to do that for you right. and, and get it done. It's and we talked about this um, you know, quite a bit in our last episode, the do's and don'ts in a seller's market about, you know, this is an unprecedented market. And while there may be a temptation to kind of like go it alone because they're like, well, I can anyone will buy it. <laughs> There's low inventory. Yeah. But it's also harder and harder to navigate because you have these multiple offer scenarios and how do you choose the best offer? And, you know, the average person doesn't doesn't really know that. Yeah, so it, so much. it is critical in this time that if you want to take advantage of this market, you need to have somebody that understands what's going on, that's watching the trends and that's well connected because yes. – it's definitely not a time to cut corners. No, and we'll we're gonna do we'll, we'll do that in a couple of weeks too. Mm-hmm. Is m- mistakes that we are seeing sellers make because the tendency right now, if you are a home seller, is oh, well, gosh, if it's that easy to sell your house, why do we need a real estate right. agent? Why do we need to pay someone <laughs> to do this? We can just put a sign in the yard, and the people will line up, and we'll just Absolutely. take the best one, and off we go. 
um, so we'll talk more about that um, in an upcoming episode really soon. But I, you know, any any realtor who um, is active in the market right now will tell you that they're working harder than they ever had right. and that we're having to learn and adapt and um, figure out a new way to make things happen. It's it's more complex really than it's ever been. And so yeah, I believe it. the role of the realtor right now is very different than it was even a year ago. And so um, those who are not just surviving but thriving are the ones who are like, you know, taking the bull by the horns and going, okay, we're going to figure this out for our right. clients. And um, but it it is um, treacherous waters to try to do this without professional representation these days. And we'll get in, into more yeah. of that on, on another episode. Absolutely. <laughs> we hope that this was really helpful for you guys who are, you know, potential sellers in this market. And like Rhonda said, next week we are going to be touching on this topic, but for buyers. So be sure to tune in. And also we love getting your questions um, and we love answering them on the show. So please feel free to keep sending them to us. Uh, you can email us or DM us. Rhonda, where can they send that information? Sure. Well, you know, you can find us on Instagram always <laughs> um, at Rhonda Heron. And then uh, my email address is Rhonda at AnsleyRE.com. Rhonda at AnsleyRE, as in real estate, dot com. Awesome. Well, guys, we look forward to getting more of your questions. Be sure to tune in next week and we'll be back with The Real Deal with Rhonda. Rhonda.